Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you like football? John Gruden doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. You run right by his ass. Scare him to death. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up. Football. That was terrifying. Is that yeah, new? That was new one, huh? I don't think we've heard that one. It's it, we've had it for a while, but I don't think it was kind of kind of buried in the collection. Sure, that was Santa that was Claus. Terrifying, man. Santa Claus isn't Gruden, nasty. Gruden, but Gruden Claus is. Yeah, I don't like house. Gruden Claus. He comes into your house, he leaves presents, and he just takes cookies. Yeah, that's kind of scary to me. You make a no, man. He's like a nose tackle. Okay, he's Man. cuddly and lovable. Yeah, right. Yes. Gruden, not lovable. <laughs> Uh, Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, our executive, that is capital E, capital P, executive producer. And Purple Daily is presented every day by TCL TVs. Enjoy more of what you love at TCL. We had some people last week sending us screenshots of our ugly faces on the Purple Daily YouTube channel on their TCL TVs. We'll take those. Yeah. We'll take those. We'll send them off to TCL, and then they can continue to be part of our show because then they'll know that you guys – do like us. You really like us enough to watch us on your TCL TV. So let's start the show here today, boys, with a screenshot of a Dan Orlovsky tweet that, Declan, if you could read it to sure. our audience here. Just tell us what's here. happening here. Yeah, this is uh, Dan tweeted this out on Saturday morning, and he said, three teams I could see shocking us and drafting a quarterback in round one or early two, like Green Bay did last year. Bills, Kansas City did a few years ago, Minnesota, Seattle, and New Orleans. So Dan Orvlasky throwing some reckless quarterback speculation into the NFL draft. How about that? So he uses the word shocking the world. Reckless speculation. Or just shocking us, I guess. Um, Judd, how do you feel about this? Do you, do you think, so he is he's identified very clearly Three teams that are going to be in playoff contention here, uh, two that are drafting much later than the Vikings. But yep. do you think they are in the mix to potentially shock people and draft a quarterback in the first round? So I actually sent you guys in our prep notes a note about this before I saw this tweet. And I do, and here's why. Now, this is very much going to depend on how Spielman, I guess, especially feels about the future here, and his stability. But if you think about it, 
if you were to sort of pull what the Packers did, but do it a little bit smarter, and by that, <laughs> I think the Packers <laughs> jumped the gun on love. I think, I I think, think Kirk Cousins is going to host Jeopardy next year for a yeah, few months. Yeah, It'll can you great. imagine? I'm sure he watched that and thought, oh, I could do that. I'd be just as good. Um, I think the Packers did a smart thing, but I think it was a pre- it was premature because clearly their QB is still fantastic and he's great. And and I think if you have a QB as good as Rodgers is, you probably should be trying to help your team win immediately uh, because that means that your window of opportunity is still open. But think about the Vikings. Think about where the Vikings are at and think about where Cousins is at contractually, okay? And age-wise. And age-wise. But wouldn't it make a ton of sense, the more I think about this, if you said, we're going to identify a quarterback that we like. And you know what? He might make it and he might not because you never know for sure. And I'm not saying it's one of the top ones. But this draft has a slew of quarterbacks, and some of them are considered pretty damn good prospects. So with Cousins' contract having two years left, in 2022 and then what potentially 23 but you can get out of that contract and trade him for a 10 million dollar cap hit after this season that's not exa- yeah. that's not exactly going to kill you you said 23 it's it's his contract's up after 2022 right okay now. i apologize yeah. but anyway um a, if you cut cousins after 2021 it's going to cost you dearly cap-wise, so you're not going to do that. But if you trade him, it's a $10 million cap hit, which is very doable. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it make a ton of sense if you've identified a quarterback that you're going to have to take a chance on, but you like and think that you can develop him, and that, in fact, sitting him for a year would be a good idea to draft that quarterback now. And you know what? If Kirk helps him in 2021, that's great. And if he doesn't, that's fine, too. But if your coaching staff and people that are important in your building can work with that prospect and develop him, and you have him in a position going into year two of his rookie contract, which if he's not a first-round pick, would be four years. If he is, it's five years. This, to me, could be absolutely an ideal time to take a quarterback to develop and and have him have the luxury of not having to play immediately. Yeah, I I think you have to take a long, hard look at it. I don't know that I'm doing it in the first round unless the draft falls that way. Like I I think gun to the head, in order to get one of those five guys that are at the top of the list, I think you're going to have to trade up. I think those guys are all going to be gone in the top ten. So you'd have, you'd have to aggressively trade up. And, you know, other teams have done it. I mean, the, the Chiefs did it in playoff contention. A lot of people, when the Chiefs did it, they were coming off like two or three straight playoff appearances – and Alex Smith was coming off a one. I think he had the the league leading passer rating the year before they drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes, and so and the Packers obviously we we make fun of them for it, but the Packers have been a contender and they drafted Jordan Love. They traded up for Jordan Love, right? And so there are instances of teams in contention already, which people believe the Vikings to be right with the defensive fixes that they've made this off season. Right. That they would that, that there's been examples of teams that instead of saying all right what can we get in the first round to help us this year they said listen this might sound crazy but we're already thinking about the year after this year so they'd have to be in that mindset and I don't know that they are I feel like the seats are so hot for Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer that they're probably going to lean towards something that's going to help them this year um, 
Kirk Cousins' age is a really interesting part of this discussion that I, I almost feel like we kind of ignore because he's only 32 right now, but he'll be 33 in the middle of training camp. And by the time next season rolls around, now you're talking 34. And if you do extend his contract to ease that cap hit from $45 million down to something else next year, it means you're adding guaranteed money into his age 35, maybe age 36 seasons. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that I'm going to want to roll the dice with at age 35, 36 when the mobility decreases even more. He's a little bit skittish in the pocket. Like Just from an age perspective alone, you should be thinking about somebody with some fresh wheels and somebody who can run around and who is just younger and cheaper, right? But I don't know what they think of Cousins. If, like, if they think Cousins as an organization from owner – I'm talking ownership too, ownership down to front office, down to coaching staff – if they feel comfortable with him as just a dart-throwing pocket passer into his mid to late 30s, then they wouldn't draft a quarterback this year, right? Like, if they thought, listen, we'll, we'll address the contract thing later, we'll smooth that $45 million cap hit out next year, and we are fine committing to him into age 35, 36, because, yeah, listen, guys don't get beat up at that position like they used to. There's a bunch of examples of guys playing at a high level into their late 30s and 40s. And we think Kirk can be that. And if that's how they feel, I disagree. Like, I would look to move to something younger, cheaper, more mobile, right? But, like, if they feel that way, then they're not drafting a quarterback. I think it's more likely that they draft in the third round if a guy, if like the bin of Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, and Kyle Trask. Like, if any of those guys are there in the third round, I could see the Vikings saying, all right, we got, we got a bunch of mid round picks. Let's devote one to a guy that's going to be there maybe in 2022 when we're ready to move on from Kirk. But I would be pretty shocked if they were to trade up aggressively like the Chiefs and the Packers to get a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, I don't see it being first round. Um, I do see it possibly being third. I I also think that at some point in time, they're going to work pretty damn hard to get a second round pick back. Part of this entire conversation also hinges on one great unknown that's going to become clear only through time. And that is, has Spielman gone to the Wolves and tried to sever himself from Mike? Because Zimmer is not going to say, let's draft a quarterback. I can't wait for 2024. He's not going to. So at some point in time, I mean, Rick's a pretty, Rick's pretty slick. Rick's a slick guy. So is he gone to, so the smart play for him future wise would be to go to the Wolves and say, you know what? I hired Mike. He did a great job. Might not work out here, but I look forward to being your guy for a long time, right? And if that's your stance, um, Kirk's aging is just a natural progression. That's not saying Kirk stinks. That's just saying, hey, we, I need to have a backup plan here because if I'm going to bring in the next coach, it would be nice to present this coach with a quarterback who is prepared to play, right? So... I think this only becomes clear to find out is is Spielman as tied to Zim as we often think, or has he gone through back channels to be like, it's been a great run, might not work out past 2021 for him, but I plan on being here, and there, therefore it's my job to be a store to the franchise, and in that role I can't simply only be thinking about 2021. Yeah. I need to be considering our future. Yeah, if I were Rick Spielman right now, I would. I, it's not that I would be trying to fully separate myself from Mike Zimmer because ultimately I'm the one that hired him. Like I can't, I I can't just be like this guy's terrible. Well, if that's the conclusion, then you're fired for sure because you're the one that deemed him a worthy of hiring and then b worthy of an extension, et cetera. Right? I think you have to finesse it 
I think you'd have to say something like, all right, we've done pretty well. Like, we're well above 500 with Mike Zimmer. We went to the NFC Championship game. We won a road playoff game against the Saints. You know, we've we've been competitive. We've been good. But based on where we are right now, for us to get to the next level in today's NFL, we can't spend this amount of money on a quarterback that isn't top-of-the-line elite. And we can't have an all-in defensive approach because there's just too much volatility. Look what happens. A guy gets arrested over here. A guy gets injured over there. Another guy gets injured. And all of a sudden, your defensive first game plan is thwarted and you're not maximizing your offense. So I think if you're Rick Spielman, you can pretty easily say, all right, like this would be your argument for drafting a quarterback this year. You'd go to the ownership and you'd say, so Mike's not, Mike and I disagree. Mike wants an edge rusher. And I think Trey Lance is going to fall to 14 based on all the research we've done. All right, Mark, Ziggy, so hear me out on this. If Fields or Trey Lance fall to 14, that's our chance to have a 10-year quarterback of the future. But two things. Number one, those guys aren't going to help us. Either one of those guys not going to help us in 2021 as we're trying to make a push. And so without that first-round asset, an edge rusher or an offensive lineman, our team won't be as good this year as it otherwise would have because we're drafting something for the future. So, so, so part number one is just know that we're not going to win the Super Bowl without – drafting for this year if we draft a quarterback it's for 2022 and beyond so have some be lenient with us if we're not great but the other thing is if we draft a quarterback we need a a head coach that can develop that quarterback and so if that happens and we're not as good in 2021 it's going to be time to replace Mike Zimmer Uh so you you would almost be committing at that point sort of behind Mike's back right you'd almost be committing to not being as good as you otherwise would in 2021 and then finding a head coach, Eric Bieniemy or whoever it is, that can develop that quarterback of the future, and then you can take advantage of four years left of a rookie scale contract, build the rest of your roster, and really make a run at it. Um, that's the only way I see them making an aggressive move or or capitalizing if a quarterback falls to fourteen. The more likely scenario is that they trade out of fourteen and they get an extra second round pick to help with this year's team. Right, right. That's my thought. But I, I wouldn't object to if the philosophy was to try to take a next tier QB in round two or three, because I mean that then you've got the ability that that guy sits for sure, which is fine, develops, and that's where you can potentially find a, a guy who turns out to be a steal. And if he flops, it's not ponder. It's not, oh, my God, first-round pick, we took a chance. Um, I also think that Rick has a case to make with the Wilfs of this. I hired Mike in 2014 because at that time it was possible to hire a defensive mastermind and win and potentially win a championship, right? Fast forward to 2021, I think that's become much tougher. I think that the league has gone more offense. The league's more fun probably as well. But I think if you sell this right to the Wilfs, it's doable because it's not like Mike's a bad coach. Mike's a really good coach with intangibles. He's just been here a long time now, and I don't know if the philosophy that that was relevant and probably very sound in 2014 is as good now. So I really do think that if you're going to try and and stick around as the GM and the coach is going to be gone, that there is a 
case to be made that it's possible. Now, it, it has to be done with some subterfuge. I'm not saying it's all above board, but sports is not naturally. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely a way to make a move in the right direction for this franchise's future if you're Spielman without Mike being completely on board, and that's just too bad. Okay, so here's the decision that you'd have to make. Let's say you've done all the scouting, and you've got, you've got, because I think the, the two guys that are most likely to fall at this point are Justin Fields and Trey Lance. If Mac Jones to San Francisco is true at number three. And then you're kind of hoping that, you know, Carolina already got their guy in Darnold, and you're kind of, you know, Denver might be looking to draft a quarterback, but you're, you're looking to dodge a couple bullets if you're hoping that one of those guys falls. But if they get to within striking distance, if one of those guys falls to like 10, and all of a sudden, man, we don't have to move up 10 picks anymore. We only have to move up three or four picks. And your scouts, let's say your scouts have done all the homework, and they look at both Trey Lance and Justin Fields and say, both of those guys, Fields is more ready than Lance because he's just played more highly competitive games. But both of those guys are exactly coin flips to pan out as, as franchise starting quarterbacks. So 50% shot. Could be a ponder, but could be a Josh Allen, could be a Russell Wilson, right? What do you do if you're the Vikings front office? And a 50% shot at a franchise quarterback, maybe not starting until 2022 because they might need to sit for a minute. Sure. But a 50% shot at a franchise quarterback falls within striking distance of you in a year in which your job might also be on the line if you don't do some damage in 2021. What would? Let's start with Declan. What would you do in that situation? Well, I, I'm in the point where I would rather the Vikings take more of a position that's going to help them in 2020. I understand if Trey Lance is there at 14. We asked, I asked this too to the same, our Bentline guys yesterday too, and, and they are more in the camp of find a quarterback in the middle of the tier rounds because that's more of the safer play because taking someone, a quarterback, isn't going to help the line. It's a reach, or it's not a reach, but it's just a dangerous situation because Kirk and is tied to Spielman and Zimmer's future, right? So I understand it's enticing to do so, but to be honest, and again, if, if, if one of those guys is there, I'm in the camp of trading back because uh, someone else is going to want them more than the Vikings will, and, and they're going to give me something that I'm going to want in return, which is better pick. So I'm in the camp that even though it's fun to talk about reckless quarterback speculation, I think it's more likely that the Vikings would not be, be enticed by one of those guys being there in the situation at 14. So, Phil, are, are you saying they'll go up to 10? Like, Are, are you saying try I'm to saying, move from yeah, 14 to 10? I'm saying the 10th pick comes along. Actually, where do the Broncos pick? Are they picking ninth? I think they pick ninth. Yeah, yeah. I think they pick ninth. Okay. So they're <clears throat> let's say both those guys are still on the board right around when the Broncos are set to pick. So a trade partner for mm-hmm. you that would listen because George Payton's in the front office, but but with but you're but you're no longer having to jump up like ten picks to get a quarterback. Yeah. Those guys are falling within like three to four picks of you. Yep. And now you have a decision to make. Do you trade up and get one because they're falling into your range mm-hmm. for the future? Or do you do what Declan's saying, which is, well, have a chance to win some games this year. Kirk Cousins was really good in the second half of last year. So so forget about the future angle. Put another chip on this year's poker table, if you will, by drafting an edge rusher or an offensive lineman that can help you this year. I don't... <laughs> I don't think I'd take a quarterback there. Um, now, if if Fields came to me at if Fields came to me at fourteen, I probably probably would. I don't think that the Vikings will. I don't think that that would be. So I don't think Spielman's going to address this as a first round pick. 
I do think that if he gets a second round pick or if there's one of those second tier quarterbacks available in the third round, Mm -hmm. that that would be a good strategy to take one. But I don't think that you would go. I don't think they've shown anything that shows any sign that they, they would take the plunge that we're talking about. I really don't. And you would have to get, if you did that, it would be a frontal, I mean, it would be a blow across the chin to Zim. Because, I mean, that would be saying, we are addressing the future, and I almost don't care if you're back as coach or not. Um, so I, I don't see, if that plays out where they take a quarterback first round, it's essentially going to go against everything um, from an off-season standpoint that we've seen so far. So I don't see it. I would take the quarterback. And and this is not meant to be like hate on Kirk. It's like it's this is be logical for a second here. Think about a couple things. Think about the fact that Kirk Cousins is the third highest paid quarterback to the cap this year and the second highest paid quarterback to the cap next year and he's in his mid 30s. It's it's there's really no example of that formula leading to a Super Bowl. So you should you should be thinking about how to win a Super Bowl anyways. And so from that perspective like you probably have to move off that contract at some point if you want to win a Super Bowl, unless you get everything else perfect around him, which I guess we'll see. We'll see if they can add a couple offensive linemen. Um, and 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 if you have a chance to get a guy that could be your quarterback for eight to ten years, and more specifically for five years on a rookie scale contract, and you get to save like twenty five, thirty million dollars to the salary cap to build the rest of your roster, I am less concerned about squeezing out an extra win in two thousand twenty one. And I'm more concerned about building something sustainable and great starting in 2022. And I and, and I think a lot of people have this fear because of Christian Ponder that, well, what if you whiff? What if you whiff? Have more faith. Rick, you know, there's we poke at Rick Spielman for offensive line and things like that, but Rick Spielman has built some good rosters since he's been here for ten plus yeah, years. Quarterbacks have been competitive rosters. Well, but Judd, they're not they're they're a good team every year. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, pe- people I literally wanna, think like they're going to go three quarterback and th- evaluation. That's all I'm saying. But, but 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 what I'm saying is, despite his quarterback evaluation, right. they're, they're they they don't go three and thirteen. Like they went three and thirteen once, basically, under Rick Spielman. So like people have this image of the Jets and the Browns and these crappy ass franchises for years. The boy, if you whiff on that quarterback, no, you have to take those chances on quarterbacks if you want to win a Super Bowl. You have to take a chance on Josh Allen. You have to take a chance on. You know, whoever it may be, the Packers on Aaron Rodgers when he fell in 2004, right? 2005. So stop viewing the drafting of a quarterback as this huge risk and look at it as an opportunity to change your franchise and elevate it to Super Bowl level if you're right on that quarterback. What That's if, what I'm saying. What if there is a, at 14, um, if it's Trey Lance, if Field is gone, and I think both despite the smoke screens, I think both Lance and Fields are going to be gone by 14. But what if it was Trey Lance and a top left tackle available? I'm taking Trey Lance. I think I'm taking, I'm left taking tackle. Trey Lance. Yeah, I'm taking the left tackle too. All right. I mean, I've got to, I've got to address <laughs> enjoy, that. Enjoy, enjoy 10 wins. Yeah. Forever. I mean, I just don't trust unless you. Unless you think Kirk Cousins plus a left tackle is going to win you a Super Bowl, then like you need a quarterback. My problem is I just don't I don't trust taking a guy who played one game. I don't think you have the evaluation ability to make the correct call. I think that is the ultimate in rolling the dice. Maybe. And I don't know that I dice. trust I don't know that I trust the people in there building enough to take that chance. I will I will say the two times the Vikings have rolled like. the dice on a quarterback in the draft under Rick Spielman. They've 
won the division and gone to the playoffs with 10 or 11 wins. And in the case of Teddy Bridgewater, they should have won a game against the Seahawks in the playoffs. And that's with guys that weren't even like elite young quarterbacks. They were just kind of along for the ride because they built the rest of the roster. So just saying, just saying, I, I, I agree. They need a left tackle too. So yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be mad if they took a left tackle. But by the way, uh, this deep dive hypothetical Vikings draft discussion is powered by our friends in part at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. Uh, Federated provides really three things, peace of mind, risk management, and uh, tools to protect your business. So whether you're a quarterback looking to be protected from <laughs> – on rushing defensive players, like think about that. If you're a business owner and your uh, your cousins in the pocket, well, you just want to make sure you have a left tackle. You want to make sure you got a center that doesn't get forklifted off the line of scrimmage. And that's where Federated comes in for your business. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. I also hear a rumor that Declan has been honing his swing. Oh yeah, and that Declan has been getting fitted for clubs, and he's now going to go from. Basically, a guy who shoots 100 every time out to competing for major championships. That's, That's exactly right. I am going from Dakota Dilger to Panay Sewell. That's the goal, baby. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going from the worst offensive graded lineman to one of the best rookies that's going to be in the field this year. That, that's where I'm going. Uh, thanks to my friends the PGA Superstore in Minnetonka with the van fitting experience. Uh, my guy Ian hooked me up. He gave me a different amount of club shafts and different amount of grips and stuff. We literally It changed my entire perspective. On how to golf. I've been using golf clubs that, is, that is, are as old as I am for the last five years. And eventually, even though it's mostly user error, you can only do so much with, with, uh, with a set of clubs like that. So after looking at a lot of the data and the details, Ian hooked me up with some new clubs. It was the van fitting experience at the PGA Tour Superstore. Stop in. Tell him Declan sent you. Hit up my guy Ian. And, uh, and maybe come out with me and, and help me break 100 because that is wow. my goal this year. Big time. And if you break 100, we're putting a green jacket on you. Absolutely. We're going to do it. I'll do We're it. We're going to do the whole, the whole awkward yep. master ceremony. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. All right, boys. I want to mock. Mock! All right. I'll, uh, I'll pop this up here. So our friends at Pro Football Focus have updated their latest mock draft. And, boys, I have not looked at this yet. So we're going to go through this together. I have no idea what they have the Vikings doing. I think they have trades. But this is Mock Draft Monday on Purple Daily. And uh, to this point, we've been keeping track of every mock that we put up here on Mondays and also midweeks, how many times each player is being drafted by the Vikings. So uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is the leader in the clubhouse. Five different mocks have him going to the Vikings. Christian Barmore, four times. Quiddy Pay, three. So those are your, those are your times. I feel like Barmore has kind of fallen further down the board. So uh, Vera Tucker and Quiddy Pay seem more realistic, and then Christian Darisaw. But you guys ready to yep. dive nice into mock. a little PFF action here? So, Absolutely. All right, Trevor Lawrence, number one to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson to the Jets. 49ers taking Justin Fields. Yep. So a little, little smoke screen. That's what I think there. they're going to do. Yeah, I think Be interesting if they do Mac don't. Jones Mac thing Jones. I think is BS. Yeah, I do too. All right, at four, the Atlanta Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. So Great one pick. last weapon to help. Matt Ryan. Huh? Bengals taking Jamar Chase from LSU. A little weapon to go along with Joe Burrow. And then the Broncos. This is trading up, right? Yes, trading up to yeah. six from to get to Trey six. Lance. Interesting. So four quarterbacks in the first six picks. <laughs> yes. Two pass catchers. Yes. Panay Sewell oh, going boy. to the Lions. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
And now the draft is playing out very poorly for the Vikings because the Panthers oh, no. take Rashawn Slater at eight. To That's gonna that could happen too. Yeah. Sam Darnold. A lot of teams yeah. love him. Okay, so if the first eight picks go this way, you got Mac Jones still on the board. Otherwise, the quarterbacks are, are, are falling quick. You're still Devontae Smith, but a lot of defensive players. So far, we have had no defensive yeah, Zim, players. Yeah, Zim loves this draft. Yeah, I, this I don't know what you're talking about, Phil. Yeah. Going bad for the Vikings. It's going according to Mike's plan. <laughs> and there's Devontae Smith going nine to the God, Dolphins. Zim loves this draft even more. <laughs> Dallas taking a quarterback, Patrick Sertain. I think it's Sertan is how it's pronounced. But um, it's you feel old when you watch a guy's parent play in the NFL yeah, for their whole get career. Get used to it, dude. Yeah. Man. Super weird. Uh, Patriots trading up to get Mac Jones yeah. at I, 11. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So five quarterbacks in the first 11 oh. picks. Only one defensive player so far. Zim is, right now, he is in love with what's he's going the, on. He's the Vince McMahon in the back of the chair gif where he's just, ooh, he's, he's loving this right now in the <laughs> war room. Yeah, ooh, he loves ooh. it. All right, we're going to pick. 12 here, Philadelphia taking Quiddy Pay, edge rusher Ooh. from Michigan. Oh, Zim's okay. not as in love with his draft anymore. Tick tock, tick tock. And then Christian Derrissaw goes to the Chargers at 13, the tackle from Virginia Tech, and that leaves Christian Barmore, oh, yeah. interior defensive yeah, lineman go. from Alabama. I want a mock! And so just to read this here for the podcast audience, the Vikings would shed a silent single tear if Derisaw <laughs> went one pick before their chance to snag him. They end up pivoting back to a pick many were penciling in for this team before free agency. Minnesota may already have Michael Pierce returning and new free agent acquisition Dalvin Tomlinson on board, but neither of those players can rush the passer the way Barmore did his final season at Alabama. There is space for all three to impact uh, to be impact players on the same line throughout a season. This is a pick that would anger a lot of Vikings fans, but it would be the smartest move in this situation. So basically, they would use Barmore in a part-time capacity on passing downs, Yep, I would think. And uh, I don't know who their, who their other... Maybe Steven Weatherly moves into a starting role at the other... Uh, Defensive end spot. Oh, what no. You, now now Mike is saying, Rick, you got to get me another defensive end. Mike would be like, this is just the start. Let's build more defensive line. He's a good player. So, I mean, it's not a terrible pick, but it is. Um, it would be quintessential Minnesota Vikings under Mike Zimmer, wouldn't it? Like that pick. Like I got to, you know, it all comes back to what? Christmas Day against the Saints, right? Never again. That's never going to happen again. I'm going to build. My team might absolutely blow, but I'm going to have the best defensive line in the history of defensive lines. So I would not be surprised one bit. Here's the other thing, too. I mean, Tomlinson, is, that Tomlinson contract's like basically a one-year deal, right? Or is it? It's a, they pushed money, yeah. A, yeah, they, they, they were creative in order to make it more salary cap friendly. Okay, because he and Pierce are still pretty young guys. Yeah, but um, but they but they don't have a lot owed to those guys. I think Pierce's deal—it's a three-year deal, but it's mostly a two-year deal in terms of guarantees. So it's not like they have a five-year solution right now on the inside of the defensive line. So this would help provide that. I don't know. Listen, like as long as Mike Zimmer's the head coach, giving him defensive tools to play with is never the the worst idea. I just. At some point, who's blocking for Kirk? <laughs> That's the problem. I, I think if they take uh, if they take a defensive and or tackle in the first round, your two options at left tackle are Brian O'Neill moves from the right side, which I could totally see, or they sign Russell Okung. Those are, I think, the two things that they're down to. But I will not be surprised one bit 
if Brian O'Neill, not Ezra Cleveland, moves to left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz still sitting out there as a as a right, right tackle yeah, candidate point. too. If you want to move him now, apparently he's going to wait till like May or June to to pick a team just because he's rehabbing still. But that's Declan's guy. Maybe maybe okay. veteran Mitchell Schwartz on a one year make good with Brian O'Neill at left Absolutely. tackle and Dakota Dozier at left too. guard. It'll, it'll work out fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so excited for that. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Uh, also, our friends at Whamatech have been helping the Vikings fix not their broken down offensive lines, but maybe their broken down phones and tablets and other devices. So Whamatech, before we say goodbye, is a trusted supplier of pre-owned phones, tablets and laptops. They source pre-owned devices and pass savings on to you. They even buy your old device for cash. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K. Dot com. Um, boys, I don't know. I've been maybe for tomorrow. We haven't talked a lot about Kirk Cousins, I feel like, in the last three or four weeks. <laughs> Basically, once the Vikings got into free agency, it was like, all right, well, this is what they're going to do. They're going to beef up defense. And and um, people wanted us to talk left guard. So we talked a lot of left guard. But I've been thinking about Kirk Cousins a lot lately. He's just been popping into my mind. And so I'd, I'd love to to talk about Kirk Cousins tomorrow. And and have sort of a state of Kirk Cousins. We've we've we used to do state of Kirk Cousins every week during the uh, the season. I think we should bring it back tomorrow, just for a day, to sort of see where we're all at now on on Kirk Cousins after letting it breathe for a month. You guys down for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of thoughts actually about Kirk and and his safety. I'm worried about okay. Kirk. All right. I'll just leave it at bring, that. I'm very bring worried. Bring a flag jacket, Kirk. Bring a, a warm moon like. I'm flag very jacket. worried about Kirk. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. This has been Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.